Welcome back to E-Crime Bites, Season 2, Episode 7. This is Gary and Larry Harmon. We've introduced Larry, owner of Helix, made a shit ton of money on the dark web, as any honest American probably did. He has a brother named Gary, who, when Larry's Bitcoin was seized by law enforcement, stole it back because there's this technology that's available in these cryptocurrency wallets, treasure wallet specifically, that because Gary knew the passphrase, he was able to reconstruct the cryptocurrency that the feds had sitting in an evidence locker in Washington, DC. So it's just a mind blowing case and we're not even done. Okay. So act three. Now we're talking about where Gary is caught. We last left you. Gary was misspelling things unbelievably. He was misspelling two and rough and roof. And he was scared. The law enforcement was breathing down his shoulder. He was texting, texting his friends saying, Hey, I was drunk. I probably moved too much money. They probably noticed and they do. They notice. Why don't you tell us about, uh, about them noticing Seth? Okay. So April 26, 2020 law enforcement notices. So on the 29th of 2020, the court makes Larry turn over the recovery keys for the Trezor wallet, but there are funds missing. The court documents tell us that on April 29th, federal agents use the credentials provided by Larry to access hidden wallets within the Trezor wallet. Federal agents confirm that Trezor one contained all 16 subject wallets. Talk about putting all your eggs in one basket, right? Federal agents successfully recovered approximately over four thousand bitcoin from subject wallet nine through subject wallet 16 stored on the treasure one and said bitcoin was then transferred to the u.s marshal service federal agents were able to view transaction history and confirm that subject wallet one through subject wallet eight had been emptied out as a result of the transactions conducted by gary Harmon between on or about april 19th and april 24th of 2020 emptied out half of them so the investigation continues and according to non-content electronic records obtained by the court, the defendant's personal Google account received four emails from the email address, no reply at trezor.io. And that was between April 19th and April 26th, same exact dates as the emptying of these uh, wallets one through eight, bracketing the time period during which the illicit Bitcoin movement took place. As he said, this is consistent with Gary Harmon using Trezor's web interface to create a treasure wallet using only seed words and a passphrase, which is very interesting from a technology perspective, Jones. Notably, the defendant did not receive any other messages from Trezor IO addresses before or after April 20th. This was an isolated event. And if you're wondering about the non-content electronic records, law enforcement has two ways of getting records. They can either get the full content, meaning if they say, I want Keith Jones's email, they're going to get all the content of my email. What they did in this case is you can think of it as kind of like getting the subject lines and the twos and the froms. So it's not that you're getting the content of the email, but you know that there was an email sent. And in this case, it was received from Trezor. So they didn't have to read the email. They said, we saw these emails come from Trezor to Gary's email. And you wonder why didn't they just look at the whole email? Well, there's a, sometimes a legal process where it's a little more difficult to convince a judge to get full content, where it's a little easier sometimes 
to just I get partial it. content like this just to prove enough to show hey something here is amiss right so pushing into july of 2020 the agents fbi agents um and irs interviewed gary Harmon. so july 15th federal agents from the fbi and the irs conducted a voluntary interview of the defendant in akron ohio the agents advised the defendant he was supposed suspected of transferring approximately 712 bitcoin owned by larry Harmon. That were subject to forfeiture in the pending criminal case against Larry. The defendant denied moving the Bitcoin, sitting, if I took it, why wouldn't I take all of it? So the defendant stated that he obtained a USB thumb drive from Larry containing passwords for accounts and servers used at the company Coin Ninja. The defendant stated that he found several partial sets of seed words on that USB drive. When agents asked about the whereabouts of that USB drive, the defendant stated that he flushed it down the toilet at his chin. That's not suspicious, right? From now on, that's how I'm destroying evidence. I'm going to a gym and I'm just going to flush it down the toilet. Just flush it down the toilet. Okay, so June 28th, you knew it was only a matter of time before Gary Harmon was indicted after saying that. So June 28th, 2021, he was indicted. 10 counts. Counts one through eight, just standard money laundering. Um, again, he used Bitcoin mixing services in order to try to cover his tracks and so forth. It's Technical stuff you don't really need to worry about. Count nine was obstruction of official proceeding, and that is in relation to his brother's trial. And count 10 is removal of property to prevent seizure, because that's that's verbatim exactly what he did. He stole the cryptocurrency so they couldn't have it. So when he's arrested, they find two treasure wallets on him and 50 seed passphrases. So given that the treasure wallets and the passphrases that they had in hand, they were only able to reconstruct about $6,000 from the treasure devices that he had. Now, if you wonder why, you know, it just is it easier to crack into it. These press, these passphrases are really, really long. We're talking like 20, 50 characters are really, really long. You need to have them written down like this and in order to just put them in to try them it's not as simple as maybe typing like a four letter pin now a picture i'm putting on the screen for our video viewers that i'll describe to our audio viewers is in this arrest they found stuff related to bitcoin and this is something new i've never seen before it's called a chrono i've never bitcoin seen it either. i was wondering watch. if i was missing out on the bitcoin watch i'm a watch guy i have several i collect watches i've never heard of a bitcoin watch yeah, so they found this in his um, condo or wherever they searched and seized it. And you'll see this actually shows up later on. We're going to discuss the forfeiture. That's part of the punishment. And this is in there. So August 18th, 2021. So this is just, you know, two, not even two months later. Gary's brother, Larry, the original guy, the guy that ran Helix, he pled guilty in his case. He pled guilty to one count conspiracy to launder money through helix at this point he's still awaiting sentencing i don't have any more information about larry hopefully some point we'll be able to do maybe an episode on him or an update on him but we're really talking about gary here because he's the one that stole it from the law enforcement that's the interesting point of this case in my opinion agreed so on september 27th of 2021 so this is about a month after larry played guilty gary is detained for trial and when 
we're talking detained, we're meaning arrested in a jail. Why? Well, they cite, they think he's going to be a flight risk. He doesn't have ties to the community. The evidence against him is really strong. And he has access to a large amount of fun. So that's the recipe of, if you put that together, of somebody being able to run, right? I mean, they don't, they yeah. can pretty much go anywhere and then they can fund the activity of going in. It shouldn't be a heavy so, lift for the judge to agree with that. So with that, we're going to end act three here and bring our, our concluding act tomorrow. So if there's anything in this episode that you like, please like and subscribe, whatever application you listen to us on or watch us on. If you're on Apple Podcasts specifically, please give us a five-star review and just write anything nice in there that you can think of. That helps us bubble up the charts there, and that's about half of our audio listeners, so it's really important to us, and we appreciate a lot if you would do that for us. Thanks. If you haven't been to our website, that's where all our links to our social media accounts are. You can get to it through ecrimebytes.com, spelled E-C-R-I-M-E-B-Y-S-N-Yellow-Milk-T-E-S.com. And if you're on a desktop, it should be all across the top. But if you're on your phone, there should be like this three lines up there. And if you click that button, a huge list of accounts will drop down. And you can pick from, you know, inst I think Instagram's on there. There's Twitter and there's everything. Any way you want to reach us, it's in that list. And I hope you jump on there. Check out our glossary. We've got all the glossary from all our past episodes updated on there as well. And with that, we hope you come back and join us in Act 4, The Sentencing of Gary Harmon.